1: what is up everyone welcome to kind of funny games daily for thursday april 7th 2022 i am your host today Tamur hussein and joining me is my brother from another mother it's tim gettys tim how are you doing i'm doing fantastic tam how are you i'm good you know what it's been a while since i've seen you and yeah. you're looking sharp you're glowing thank you you're wearing thank your you. traditional blue which i like I am. Um, it's
0: you know, it's a Sonic day. We saw Sonic is, the Hedgehog 2 last night, so I have uh-huh. to wear my Sonic bomber Blue. jacket with the mm-hmm. Green Hill Zone uh inside, which is fantastic. You can check out our review on YouTube.com slash
1: kinda funny in the coming moments, which is really yeah. exciting. Exciting. I'm I'm excited to one, see a review, to see the movie. Cause mm-hmm. I, I was be. surprised I was surprised by that first movie. I was like, okay. If you
0: well. were surprised by the first one, you're yeah. gonna be extra surprised
1: by this. See- it is did you Go see by. the story about Jim Carrey being like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm retiring. I love yeah, that he's retiring off Sonic 2.
0: If this is the way he goes out, he's going out on top. Is he going he's out, going, top oh, awesome? going out Andre, on top? Oh, so he's going out on top. And the, the Weekend it. album. You
1: know? like,
0: he's just... Exactly. What a wow. year for is Jim Carrey. Is he Harry, on
1: the man. Weekend album?
0: Yeah. Oh, he's like you need a, to listen he's, to he's, The Weeknd's like new a radio album. Show yeah. host. It's fucking awesome.
1: Wait, is The Weekend's new album more of his synth pop stuff? yeah but it's a little it's a little darker vibes it's yeah. more like okay. 80s, I, I liked like, it
0: more than his last one like i liked the yeah. singles off of his last album but i liked this album more
1: see i've had problems with the weekend where all of his songs sound exactly the same to me now and i'm just that like, does not change here that is oh, definitely no. the case but it's okay. a vibe man and i'm vibing with it <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a shot but like i miss the old weekend Remember the old weekend? <laughs> oh, the old God. weekend always. We're
0: always gonna be those guys, Tab. <laughs> always.
1: Yeah. Oh man, House of Balloons, Thursday. Uh, mm-hmm. oh. Whew. Whew. Incredible. Anyway, How, today How's your Ramadan going? My Ramadan's going okay. We're in like day three, like I'm fasting, uh, my energy levels are, an, are usually at an all time low. So it's a bit of an effort to, to do things like video shoots and that kind of stuff. But that's kind of what it is, right? It's tricky. I think the hardest part of it is like trying to have eat enough food for to kind of sustain you. And it's like I woke up at about a sunrise, which was about five o'clock and I had like overnight oats and as much water as I could drink. And then I tried to go back to sleep, which was rough and now I've woken up. And whenever you do that, you wake up feeling just like so groggy. So like, the, you know, when you nap and you wake up and oh, it's still, you feel awful, Yeah, it's that for the entire day. You feel like that yeah. for the entire day. But the point of it is to, you know, abstain from food water, other wants of the body. And uh, appreciate what you have when you don't by not having it for a while. Building community, which we have here, which is great. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, strengthening your connection to the people around you. If you believe in a higher power, that too. Um, and you know, generally, by the end of at the end of the uh, day, I'm very appreciative that I can walk to the, to the fridge and take out a glass of water and drink it. And uh, it inspires me to, or encourages me to give to charity. And that's kind of the point of it. Um, hell yeah, man. Yeah. Well, and uh, kind of funny best friends if you're out there and you want to support your Muslim friends, please do. Um, if you want to support a charity, go for it. If not, no worries. It's all good. I'd love to see it. Yeah. Today is April 7th. And Tim, you know, I had to come with the April 7th knowledge. Mm-hmm. April mm-hmm. 7th was when Will Keith Kellogg an American businessman founded the Kellogg Company. Of course, Kellogg's known for cornflakes. Do you know the story behind cornflakes, Tim? Oh, I do not. Buckle up, baby, because okay. it's quite something. Cornflakes was invented by uh Will Keith Kellogg's brother, John Harvey Kellogg, who believed strongly in abstinence. And he believed strongly that sex and masturbation were unhealthy and abnormal disgusting he would call it he said that mood swings bad posture acne baldness diff joints and heart palpitation as well as a penchant for spicy food were all side effects of wanking and having sex what hold on
0: I mean, yeah. I guess it adds up for me. I really do like spicy Bas- foods. Yeah.
1: Basically he, he attributed any feeling of passion to people wanting to have sex or masturbating. So what wow. he did was he created the most intentionally bland food possible so that he could so it could be eaten to suppress any feelings of passion. And that food was the cornflake. What wonder... is the
0: how excited he is that kellogg's also has frosted flakes
1: now (laughs) see that the uh the the recipe for cornflakes of modern day are very different from the recipe for cornflakes of his period so now they have sugar in them which Mm -hmm. makes them more palatable but back then you were basically eating crunchy cardboard and it was disgusting but that was he believed and it was very popular for people who did not want to to have or people who believe that sex and masturbation was wrong or basically anyone who believed like having fun was a good time so that is the history of the cornflake um birthdays for april 7th include billy Holiday, who was born in 1915 uh francis ford coppola who's also born um in on april 7th uh john oates of and Oates, the one the only jackie chan Hell, um, yes. Hell, yeah. Uh, Russell Crowe, um, and then, uh, separate from that, on April 7th, 1933, King Kong was released in theaters. And in, on April 7th, in 1967, Roger Ebert published his first ever film review in the Chicago Sun-Times. Wow. So, big, big day, April 7th. Anyways, today's stories include... Uh, an update on uh, Blizzard's QA department, which has scored a big win very, very recently. Remedy working on a Max Payne and Max Payne 2 remake. Um, some changes at Riot's workplace, a Deus Ex movie uh, behind the scenes look, and much, much more, because this is, of course, Kind of Funny Games Daily, where each and every week then at t- 10 a.m. Live right here on twitch.tv4 slash Kind of Funny Games, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com forward slash you're wrong. It never happens, but it's there if you need it. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on by going to youtube.com forward slash kindoffunnygames or roosterteeth.com or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kinda Funny Games Daily. Remember, you can use the epic creator code kindoffunny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite, and that helps support the channel. To be part of the show, you can head to patreon.com forward slash kindoffunnygames where bronze members are above get to write in and silver members are above get the show ad-free along with the exclusive daily post-show. Housekeeping. I mean, goddamn one time, why can't it be a bad game of sweeping? A new kind of funny podcast is up right now and it recaps the weekend.
0: It is an all-time great Great. episode. I I tweeted this, but if you have ever had even the slightest bit of interest in Kind of Funny, please listen to this episode. It is Mm -hmm. all of the energy, all of the insanity, all of the stupidity that you have come to know, um, and I'm not going to say love, just know, about Kind of Funny, and it's all on display there.
1: Yeah, and it is, of course, a recap of the Weekend Weekend at Achievement Hunter Live. Features Greg, Tim, Nick, Andy, Snowback, Mike... Um, everyone's on there blessings blessing. on there blessings mm-hmm. on there yep yeah. uh, uh, as tim said must listen uh, thank you to our patreon producers uh fargo brady pranksy and anonymous and today we are brought to you by chime doordash and Babel, but we'll tell you more about that later for now let's begin with what is and will forever be the roper report
2: <laughs> it's
1: time for some mother-loving news we've got six stories today a baker's dozen thank you barrett uh first story is as mentioned at the top of the show an update on the activision qa uh, situation and it's a win for the activision blizzard qa department i'm reading this from jason Schreier's twitter as it is very much a breaking news story and is developing um, he tweeted, Activision Blizzard just told staff that all of its 1,100 quality assurance testers will be, one, converted from contract to full-time, and two, bumped up to at least $20 an hour, which is a big win for QA in the wake of several worker revolts and a burgeoning union effort. Uh Shreya is working on the story, um, as are many others. Uh, slight clarification We followed up with, 1,100 is the number of temporary and contract QA testers that are being converted to full-time, according to Activision Blizzard. There are other testers at the company who were already full-time staff. So, uh, major, major win for Activision Blizzard QA um, team who has been fighting tooth and nail to get some sort of better treatment from in terms of their working conditions and if anything this is a a case that shows that it's worth fighting for um and if you do the work and if you come together you can make a change
0: and that's the i think the biggest thing here is you know as as we do this show every weekday we deal with good news bad news game delays game announcements and then so much of this this horrible horrible stuff whether it's the the workplace situations being bad or even like way way worse than that um Mm. and as we talk about all these things and as they just become more and more common these stories like i think and i keep wanting to say this like it's so important to note that sometimes we see the growth from it and having those conversations the amount of conversations that have been Forced in the last couple of years are forcing the situation to change and forcing people to take notice that are in positions of power that didn't that Mm -hmm. weren't noticing the right things and weren't investing in the right things so is it changing overnight no but these are the the little kind of chip damage that we're working towards so we got to celebrate these wins but we can't give up there we've got to keep pushing with all this stuff um but this is absolutely a, a win for them and like that is Something that I'm happy. I want Activision to have wins. If the wins look like this, you know what I mean. Like this is this is absolutely a good thing.
1: And this is also a good example or a kind of uh, you know North 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 Star for other developers who may not be. Uh, who may also be in a situation where they need to make changes and fight for similar kind of changes in their workplace environment and uh, how they're treated because if it can happen at activision blizzard one of the biggest companies in the world that has no doubt put a lot of effort into you know union busting and making making sure that you know or, or, or trying to quell these kind of uh let's call it a uprising um but like if they can pull it off you can do it where you are probably to just do your best and keep keep going, um, and hopefully you will be able to make a change. So good job to the folks that have been fighting for um, a better working conditions uh, over at that company. Uh, next story. I think this came out uh, post uh, Kind of Funny Games Daily yesterday. Uh, Remedy is make remaking Max Pain 1 and 2 for PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X and S. This comes from Steve Watts at the number one video game website on the internet, gamespot.com. The story reads, a remake of Max Payne and Max Payne 2, The Fall of Max Payne, is coming from Remedy Entertainment. The studio behind the original Max Payne Games has reached an agreement with Rockstar, who owns the IP, to remake both games for PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X and S. The remakes will come as a single release using the Northlight game engine, which was used for Quantum Break and Control. You shouldn't expect it to come anytime soon, though, as the announcement notes that it's only in the concept development stages. We were thrilled when our longtime friends at Remedy approached us about remaking the original Max Payne games, said Rockstar founder Sam Hauser in the announcement. We are massive fans of the work the Remedy team has created over the years, and we can't wait to play these new versions. Max Payne has always ha- held a special place in the hearts of everyone at Remedy, and we know the millions of fans worldwide feel the same too, said Remedy CEO Tira Virtala. Um, We're hugely excited to be working with our partners at Rockstar Games once again for the chance to bring the story, action and atmosphere of the original Max Payne games back to players in new ways. So Max Payne was notable for its neo-noir setting and bullet-time gameplay, which became a mainstay in several other games in the same era. The two games were followed by Max Payne 3, which was developed internally at Rockstar. The game's development budget will be financed by Rockstar Games, the size of which will be in line with a typical Remedy AAA production. Under the agreement, Remedy has a royalty opportunity after Rockstar Games has recouped its development, marketing, and other costs for distributing and publishing the game. So, great time for Max Payne fans. Tim, how are you feeling about Max Payne coming back with Remedy at the helm?
0: rad man i think this is perfect i think those games really can benefit from a remake i think there's a lot in them that is so iconic to video Mm -hmm. games and um i don't think this this is just a nostalgia thing like i think that there's there at its core there's something special to max Payne, and i think that applying a modern remedy take on it Um, especially combining both games into one package. Like we've seen in the last couple of years how powerful video game remakes can be. Resident Evil 2 comes to mind um, of how these iconic video games can be remade to be modern and still kind of take... Retain all the charm and what made the first one special, but making arguably a definitive version of them for uh gamers to play in modern times. And this everything about this sounds great. The whole thing that's, I think, least exciting is how far out it is. And I think this is uh, something we're going to see a lot more of. And we've already been seeing a lot more of just really boring video game announcements. You know, like now that E3 is gone, now that everyone's just kind of doing their own cycles and leaks are more abundant than ever and gaming Mm. is more of an always on situation with the internet um i i think it's a it's a little sad that a lot of people are getting what they want and just like just announce the games don't make it such a big secret i love the secret i love the hype i love the fun of it all but you know what at the end of the day we're going to get great video games out of it hopefully
1: yeah for sure the thing i'm interested about is what level of remake are we getting it like are they going to rewrite parts of it i imagine because i i love the idea of sam lake going back to some of his old work and being like i'm going to i'm going to clean this up for modern day and add more to it and you know the the whole the thing about max Payne is like if unless you played it if you look at it from the outside it just looks like a very kind of not generic but like run-of-the-mill shooter action game until you actually get behind the controls and you see the how the atmosphere affects the the kind of action and the narration how that impacts it and i i just i am sure that they're going to absolutely knock it out of the park when it comes to atmosphere after control like that game is one of the coolest games in a really long time but the thing i'm most excited about is sam lake getting in his bag sitting down again and starting to write some new lines that makes max Payne feel sound big sad and also very very like you know neo-noir cop um uh, but i do wonder whether they're just going to be like oh we're going to just take what it is and remake it in north light but keep the the writing and that kind of stuff the same uh and or if they're going to really delve in and and kind of rewrite bits and rework bits What, what do you want out of it
0: um, I, I think that the reworking is kind of necessary, right? Like I, uh, all the games that came out in that generation kind of need more than just a new coat of paint. Like I think that mm. they do kind of need a little bit of reworking um, from their, their core um, and it's retaining the essence of what they were trying to accomplish back in the day, but do that with the modern technology that we have now. Uh, and not even just technology, but sensibilities that we have now as well.
1: Mm. The other thing is I believe James McCaffrey um who voiced uh, Max Payne is still out and about and doing stuff. I mean he worked on Max Payne three, so it'll be good to hear him come back and um yeah work on the game. So that is incredibly exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm a little sad that it's so far away. Yeah. Uh but if I wanted to know what was coming up. Nah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, exciting to see them uh I absolutely love to see, to see Remedy winning. Like after after um quantum break uh, control yeah quantum break as well but like they did control which was just phenomenal and then they announced alan wake 2 is coming and they're making it a true survival horror game and now they're doing they're going back to their roots with max Payne. like absolutely love to see remedy like just in their bag and it brings me joy to to see that happening
0: yeah sorry what, what I was what I thought you were saying uh is like after quantum break which wasn't yeah, yeah. The, the success that I, I think I think kind of put uh or expected from it or, or desired from it at least um they really have kind of turned things around and are, are really you know crafting a narrative for their place mm-hmm. in the industry and uh, I'm very hopeful I I really love seeing so many different developers out there kind of um f- mature a bit in their um ability to to create games and understand Mm. like the type of games that they can make and i think the control is an excellent example of the direction that they've been going and taking their projects so they're announcing a lot of stuff i think there is a that fear of like can they handle all of this like um Mm. but you know i i'm hopeful
1: yeah i trust them uh next story comes from uh patrick klepek over at waypoint this is a bit of a beefy one but we'll try and get through it um riot games tells workers to return to office without vaccine or mask requirements this is an interesting story because um, I imagine we're going to be seeing a lot more of it as a lot of co- corporations and companies start to shift back to working from the office or some sort of hybrid environment. Um, but League of Legends developer Riot Games is asking employees at its LA headquarters to return to the office without requiring mask or COVID-19 vaccines, prompting employee fears and even some resignations according to two employees and one f- uh, Two current employees and one former employee who talked to Waypoint. I'm angry over it, said a current rep- employee who asked to remain anonymous over worries over retaliation. It's foolish and pointless policy being done at a poor time and being handled without a real guarantee of our safety. We're just playing Russian roulette with rioters' health. Recently, Riot Games chief security officer Christopher Himes sent a Slack message to employees who work out the League of Legends developers' LA California office, announcing that Riot was dropping office mask mandate mandates, among other changes to its existing COVID-19 policy. Himes told employees Riot is also dropping required testing for employees. Have not provided proof of vaccination and said the mask change came because LA was dropping indoor mask mandates. Uh, The the changes came alongside Riot's broader push to return to his LA office, which started this week and will continue rolling out based on the demands and needs of individual projects. Um, Everyone assigned to the LA office must be in the office on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, with Monday and Friday being flexible work from home days. Uh, this is a comment from Briar. Early on in the pandemic, we commit to following public health recommendations from state and local government entities. Recently, state and local regulations have updated their COVID-19 recommendations, including vaccination and mask mandate requirements so riot follow their lead said a spokesperson um, in a statement to a waypoint in accordance with la county health order riot orders riot strongly encourages but does not require all individuals to wear a face covering while on riots property that said we know that some writers will feel more comfortable wearing masks and we want our campus to be a place where people feel safe wherever it's safe to take whatever precaution best fits their needs we're encouraging writers to have an open communication and to be emphatic and accommodating towards empathetic and accommodating towards their colleagues who prefer masking up so go ahead tim no that's go for it i was gonna say as uh patrick points out um it's also kind of important to uh, recognize that the fact that Riot is doing this is, the way they're doing it is exactly as the local government in LA is basically expecting and telling people that they should do it. Um, And and it is providing additional, some additional safety measures to to people who do do that. Um, And having said that, there are still a lot of complaints and it's an interesting, not interesting, it's a potentially, you know erroneous uh, a policy or approach to it given that there are spikes happening currently and the s- spread rate is seems to be going up in some areas um yeah i i don't really know the best way to tackle this but it's something that we as a society are going to have to um grapple with given that you know one people have started to take the the kind of mentality that it's over we're done when we were moving, going back to normal, um, but at the same time, quietly, just like simmering beneath it, all it is, like um, spread rates are increasing. Um, what's kind of your take on this, Tim?
0: I mean, you know, I, I feel like there's never going to be the perfect answer that solves mm-hmm. all this stuff, and I think that that's the the sad, unfortunate thing, because there's so much at play here, and so much at, at work, and the, the office spaces exist, there's a lot of money there, there's a lot of decisions that have to be made, um, and those are the decisions people are making based on what the government's telling them what local government's telling them and it's like it it creates a really shitty situation that is unsafe for a lot of people and makes people not want to work at these places and that makes a lot of people not want to work at these places and that sucks right and you know the idea of normal going back to normal we know that's not going to happen there there has to be a new normal and I think that we're in that stage that um everyone's working towards trying to define what that means Mm -hmm. um personally I don't like this for a company that big um and for a company that clearly has people that are not um interested in in doing this and especially as so many companies have proved that they they don't need to be in an office to be able to do the work that they're trying to do there are exceptions to that there are a million exceptions to that but um companies like riot have proved for years now that they don't need to be in office for this and i'm sure that many people i'm not just sure we've seen many people that are working there are upset about this and are just like what why what are we trying to do here um so i think that this is going to be an evolving story i don't think this is going to be the end of it but um riot's not alone here riot aren't evil for this either it's just kind of the way Mm. things are and they're the ones being pushed by a lot of other evil people it's that things do get complicated there and at the end of the Mm. day everyone has their beliefs on on masks and the vaccine and all that stuff and uh i wish we all agreed but we don't all agree. Um, And that that's what makes this super complicated. And um, the unfortunate reality is, there's no answer that solves it because um, people disagree.
1: Yeah, I think the tricky part of it is the part where they're like, you don't need any evidence or like proof of vaccination, which is kind of rough. Like it, it just kind of creates you're just opening yourself up to some really really dangerous kind of mm-hmm. situations there i mean like at the very least i think if you are going to like taking for example my personal situation we we go into the office twice a week but everyone who is in the office has shown proof of vaccination and been logged as someone who has been vaccinated and if you aren't vaccinated you don't come into the office while you're in the office it's masks are kind of um uh, kind of uh are encouraged in areas where people gather or pass each other in, in like significant amounts, which is not a lot because there's not a lot of people there. Um, but elsewhere you can if you're comfortable, you can unmask and I feel like that's been a good way to approach it. But fundamentally that trust comes because the trust to not mask up and, you know, feel a little more comfortable comes because we know that everyone in that office has shown proof that they are vaccinated and some people have shown proof that they are boosted as well. So I feel like that should be the should be something that people keep in mind when it comes to these situations. There are things that are happening in 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 riot situation where they have like RFID chips that their people carry so that um if they ever um accident or uh, pass someone who turns out will uh, has eventually contracted um COVID or before has, it will be like, hey, you'll get a notification being like, just so you know, this person you passed, uh you at some point today you passed someone who had COVID. Um, And there are other measures in place. And yeah, the optional masking rule applies kind of like regardless of against um, the vaccination status, um, which is kind of a tricky thing. Um, But it's a sensitive situation, as you said, and it's going to be interesting to see how different video game companies approach it. Um, I think the mandate part is going to be very – forcing people to come into the office is going to be very tricky considering they've just proved over the course of two years that they can do most things in an office without being in an office. Um, And I know that's something that most people – definitely our our, our company is is something that's being discussed where it's like, do we need to be in the office? Because we've just shown that we can work without being there. Um, But we'll see how that goes. It's going to be an ongoing conversation for the foreseeable future, I imagine. Um, next story comes from uh, the number two, three, four, five, six, and seven video game website. Number one, of course, still us as well. Um, gamespot.com. Uh, Eric Fredrickson who writes, uh, "Can Deus Ex movie script changed a major aspect of the game?" So the new story here is, if you didn't know, there was a Deus Ex movie coming uh, at one point, and uh, the script of it has now been. Did you know there was one? Remember,
0: remember when there was the Crazy
1: Taxi movie coming out? Because I do. I oh know. wow yeah that that was wild that but should happen the, now <laughs> that that would be good now yeah i always thought of like i always said like there should be a, a crazy taxi new game in the in the era of uber and lyft oh, like, how dude. do you not do a crazy taxi like with some sort of hook tie into those two companies that
0: would be incredible there was a, a crazy taxi like
1: <laughs> that came out a couple
0: yeah. years ago that bless and i talked about on a um games at one point it wasn't that great but Say, someone yeah. figure it out
1: sega if you're out there you want to make it you want to you want to you want a crazy taxi that is fun and arcadey and but also you want a uh a, a very interesting story about um working in the gig economy and the highs and lows of that let let us know i can i can write i can knock that up for you very easily hell yeah, hell yeah. um back in 2012 uh director scott dickerson Der- no not dickerson derrickson <laughs> Uh, was hot off the success of Sinister, um, but hadn't yet picked up Doctor Strange responsibilities from Marvel Studios. At that time, he was working on an adaptation of Deus Ex Human Revolution with his Sinister collaborator C. Robert Cargill. The movie was ultimately scrapped, but Scott Kinney, development executive for Prime Universe Productions, supplied a 2014 draft of the script to USA Today. Um, along with a few interesting reveals about the process of making the movie. Perhaps the most notable about the script was one particular change to the game's story. In the game, protagonist Adam Jensen wakes up after an explosion with a bunch of experimental cybernetic augmentations in his body. Of course, they give Jensen all kinds of new abilities, but in the world of Deus Ex, enhanced people are treated differently from pure people. When asked how he's handling the augmentation, Jensen replies, I never asked for this. Of course, iconic. Uh, Much of the script follows the game, But when Jensen wakes up in the hospital after the explosion, he literally asks his boss, David Sarif, to augment him for the purpose of getting revenge. So it is a revenge (laughs) movie. Late in the movie, though, Jensen is facing off against one of the movie's primary antagonists, Barrett. Hey! Wow. Hey, it's the boss, baby. CEO Junior. (laughs) Um, And just as he slices off Barrett's arm, sorry sorry about that, Barrett. Uh, he, he, (laughs) He says, I never asked for this. Uh, the scene is really cheesy even compared to the rest of the script and both of these examples miss what seems like a really important part of adam jensen's story that he was augmented against his will uh from super mario bros to assassin's creed this is one of the biggest concerns gamers have going into films based on their favorite franchises is it an actual adaptation or just a license name that tosses that loses the heart of the original story So um, it was never planned to be a uh, R-rated movie, despite some really intense action scenes in the script. Um, Most studios at the time, uh, this was before Deadpool was such a huge hit with an R rating, were not interested in making big budget films intended for adult audiences only. Um, I think uh, it could and should have been an R-rated film if, if made today, and that wouldn't be a hindrance. So why didn't this get the movie made? Well, Doctor Strange is at least partly to blame for that. Uh, we made some really good progress on the Deus Ex script and it's an incredible prop- property, Derrickson told Empire Online, those folks over at CBS Film hide myself and see Robert Cargo, I love them, they're great people, it was really positive process going on and it was a little heartbreaking. Getting on Doctor Strange, this was the biggest downside of it, the fact that I needed to stop off Deus Ex and I couldn't expect them to wait two years for me. So according to Kenny, um, the studio scrapped the script because Deus Ex wasn't the kind of film they wanted to make or felt comfortable making at the time. And that they planned to shift away from making action films like Dwayne Johnson's Faster, um, which they had previously financed to films more like The Duff. The Duff! The Duff. That's what they wanted to do, yeah. I think I think you pretty much nailed the hit the nail on the head when you were like, remember, there's a when there was a crazy taxi movie. It seems like there was a period where if your game was even remotely successful, yep, someone in Hollywood option optioned. it to be mm-hmm. like, I'll make a movie on this. The fact that it got to where it did sounds a little more like uh, promising for the project, and it, it might contribute to why Derrickson's a bit sad about it. But it does not sound like a good movie. No, no, and no, no, not at all. The thing that interests me is like what would have been, what would it have been like, given the reaction to the second game, which was embroiled in many controversies, ranging from the pre-order controversy to the org lives matter controversy. Remember that? Oh yeah. And then, and then the game itself was like, meh. Uh, so I don't. I think this would have been a bit of a a, a wet fart of a release in terms of the movie. Well, especially that timing, man. Like that—that that was definitely
0: a um, sour spot in video game movie history. Yeah. Uh, where, like, that is around the Assassin Creed era, right? Like, yeah. we're we're not getting anything like close to good like we are these days. So,
1: no, not at all. I went to the uh, to the uh, set of the Assassin's Creed movie, and it was incredible because the entire time the Ubisoft PR was very, very like nervous about us being in front of michael fassbender was he cool and like did he smell cool this is, did he smell cool he smelled he smelled like an assassin Sweaty.
0: that's
1: cool, that's cool. <laughs> it was hot <laughs> it was really hot but like when we were going to meet him um the pr was like do not ask for pictures because you know hollywood actor he's in we were going we went into his trailer um, it was me and, like, one oh, other person. Yeah, and he was just, like, chilling in there. And they were like, you can't have pictures because he's dressed in the assassin outfit, and that has not been revealed yet. So we couldn't take any pictures. So I was like, okay, cool, no worries. I'll just chat to him about, you know, playing playing uh, the character. So we walk in there, we sit down, and he comes in. And he's like, hey, how's it going, everyone? And he's, like, super chill. He, like, daps everyone up, and, like, we're talking. And, like, we talk about the movie a bit, and he's like... Very, very nice. And then we're like, okay, cool. Wrapping up on our way out. And he's like, hey, we should all get pictures together. And the the Ubisoft PR's face is like crushed. (laughs) They were like, immediately went into like damage control. And they were like, shit. I can't tell... Michael Fassbender, he can't have pictures with these random <laughs> video game losers. So like the PR came came like came up with a strategy very quickly. They were like, oh I'll take it on my phone. And I was like, I know where this is going. So like took loads of pictures. We didn't see those pictures for over a year. Like they were gone. <laughs> they were gone. And I was like, fair enough. Uh, anyways, remember you can go to patreon.com forward slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, time to hear a word from our sponsors.
2: No one likes waiting on a paycheck, especially when you've got bills due. Good thing there's Chime. Now you can get your paycheck up to two days early with direct deposit. That's up to two more days to save, pay bills, and generally just feel good about your money situation but Chime is more than just getting paid early. It's also an award-winning mobile app, checking account, debit card, and optional savings account. So what are you waiting for? Hopefully not your paycheck. Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank and Stride Bank NA member's FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depend on the payer. you got back-to-back meetings. Aaron. To run and chores to take care of. What's the secret to clearing your to-do list? A little help from DoorDash. You can get dinner, household essentials, and everything on your grocery list delivered. I'm gonna pause the ad and tell you, ladies and gentlemen, how do I know so much about DoorDash? I used it this morning. I, I woke up. I had to get the house ready. I, I had this guy coming to work on the garage. I had the nanny coming over. We had no clean bottles. I cleaned the bottles and And I was like, I'm hungry and I need coffee and I don't have time to make either. I DoorDashed uh, Jen and I some breakfast today and it was great. When I was sick last week, I DoorDashed Gatorade because I wasn't about to go out. DoorDash is great. Back to what they wrote. Ordering is easy, and your items will be left safely outside your door when you choose contactless delivery drop-off. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code KINDAFUNNY. That's 25% off up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code KINDAFUNY. Don't forget... That's code kind of funny for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change. Terms apply. For most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. I took three years of French, and guess what? It didn't stick. Now, thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively easy and fun way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or just have some free time, Babbel teaches you bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually wanna use in the real world. Uh, Je parle un peu Francais, and I was talking to Jen's mom here and there about little things, mon chapeau, you know what it's about. Other language learning Apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. I can use that for English. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, you can save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash funny. That's babbel.com slash funny for up to 60% off your subscription, Babbel. Language for life.
1: Tim, um, I know that you like technology that makes your life ever so slightly convenient oh, oh, more yes. convenient. I love yeah. that shit. Sometimes the more incremental the convenience, the better. When I can make something just slightly better, it feels so good. And now you can do that with your Xbox controller. This comes from Otto Cracky at gamespot.com. You can now switch TV inputs with your Xbox controller fuck yeah which is wild obviously if you're playing video games on tv sometimes you're like oh god i need to switch to i don't know whatever input it is. hdmi 1 hdmi 2 now you can do that by finding your impossible to lose between a couch cushion gamepad announced by xbox's larry major nelson herb rib rib um the it's herb isn't it i'm wrong uh yeah, the feature I so. uh, yeah I just, I just i just got used to call people calling people herbs as a like um a, a dunk so mm-hmm. uh, i don't know sorry larry i might have to change your name uh the feature is part of consumer electronics control or cec essentially consoles that this feature can send commands to other devices usually tvs through their controllers cec has been on xbox consoles for some time but starting today users can switch their tv's input with their controller the same feature has been present on PlayStation 5 consoles for some time. So today, when you press the Xbox button on your, controller, on your controller once, you'll be able to switch input back to your Xbox. If you're on a different TV input waiting for a download or an update, you can press the Xbox button once and it will go over to the Xbox uh, channel. Um, as long as the TV is connected to the Xbox Series uh, console that supports uh, CEC, um, uh, as long as the TV supports it, players can use their Xbox controller to switch these inputs. All they have to do is find the TV and AV power options menu in their console setting. From there, they can uh, turn on the HDMI CEC and choose which commands their consoles can give their TV. Along with being able to switch TV inputs using the controller, users can have their console change a device's volume or turn other devices on or off. Tim, are you going to be doing this?
0: utterly fantastic news i personally will not be doing that because i have a setup that doesn't require this but this Mm -hmm. is the type of thing any technology that has cec ability should be able to do this like it is such a bummer when it's like things should just we're in 2022 things should just work the way that they should work you know what i mean it's like okay cool intuitively, if you're holding the controller and you want to do a thing, it should be able to do that thing. And in a lot of cases, it can, but there's always the one thing that you're like, okay, cool, you're telling me I can turn on the TV, I can turn on my Xbox, I can do all of that with just the controller, but I can't switch the input. Well, that makes all of that useless, because Mm -hmm. I needed to do either everything... Or I'm going to have to get up and touch a different controller or remote or whatever yeah. it is. So Absolutely. this is fantastic stuff. I love seeing uh, Xbox continue to push the tech forward with all of this stuff. They, they were the first to really kind of uh, push this CEC stuff um, yeah. back last generation. So um, I think it's great. And I love that we're getting ever so slightly closer to a world that just works.
1: Yeah. I, so I had this on – well, I did not know this existed for a really long time. But it was on, it had it, I have it on my TV. And so when I plugged in my Xbox, it was so annoying because I'd do this thing where I would turn on my PS5 and then I'd turn on my TV and the TV would tell the Xbox that the TV is on and the Xbox would turn on and I'd be like what's going on why is this happening to me and it it happened for literally months and I'd have to like turn the Xbox off and then eventually I found out that CEC existed and I was like oh this thing is sending a signal to my Xbox to turn on every time I turn the TV on. i turn that Uh, off because it's annoying me
0: (laughs) no dude and if you don't know it's annoying like you need to understand exactly what's happening and even if you do understand it can get Mm -hmm. really problematic for however your setup is advice to everyone out there that has ever dealt with that or trying to figure it out the best thing to do is to go into every single device that's part of the chain, go into the settings, and look for anything that has to do with HDMI. Go in and look to see if there's something that says CEC, that says ARC, that says Simplink. There's going to be yeah. a bunch of different things depending on the brand: Samsung, Sony, Microsoft, place, or any of them. Uh, whether it's the console, the TV, the receiver, the uh, any part of the chain check into it the tv itself lg um and then google those brands and see what do they call it because everyone calls it something different on lg it's simplink um simplink it's funny uh but anyways it's the whole thing and check that check that shit out because somewhere along the line if you're having a problem it's because of that shit but it's also very valuable stuff that if you set up correctly is going to make your life just a little bit better all the time
1: (laughs) a lot of twitch users are using simplink if you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. um yeah i i think i'll i'll probably leave it off because these days it's sometimes the thing that frustrate not frustrates me that could become a problem is sometimes i just turn my tv on to use the inbuilt apps for like hulu or whatever um so and and it gets a bit weird with that but um i'm excited to see where they take this tech forward uh next story comes from andrew webster at the verge epic and lego have partnered to build a metaverse for kids yes tim the metaverse it's coming for kids the metaverse but for kids uh two of the biggest names in entertainment are coming together to create a virtual space aimed at kids through a new partnership between fortnite developer epic games and lego we are excited to come together to build a space in the metaverse that's fun entertaining and made for kids and families epic ceo tim sweeney said in a statement you know what what is also uh fun um entertaining and made for kids and families the park go there Um, Details are scarce, and the concept of a metaverse remains a murky one. But the companies say that whatever it is they end up building will be designed as a family-friendly virtual space from the beginning. The LEGO Group and Epic Games will combine their extensive experience to ensure that the next iteration of the internet is designed from the outset with the well-being of kids in mind, the companies explained in a press release. The pairing makes a certain amount of sense. Epic has extensive experience in creating virtual worlds, primarily through the enduringly popular Fortnite, while Lego has an increasingly large focus on video games, most recently with the launch of Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga this week. Meanwhile, two of the most popular online video games, Minecraft and Roblox, offer a similar style of sandbox building as Lego bricks. Epic has also spoken about creating a more child-friendly metaverse in the past. The new partnership joins a host of other attempts from companies at building their own interpretation of the metaverse, which to date includes everyone from Pokemon Go, maker Niantic to rebranded Facebook and major NFT brands. There's
2: no Uh, information
1: about what this new Fortnite meets Lego world could look like when it will be available or on what platforms it's expected to launch. But uh, But the companies did announce a trio of principles they say will guide its creation. Protect children's right to play by making safety and well-being a priority. Safeguard children's privacy by putting their best interests first. Empower children and adults with tools that give them control over their digital experience. Tim, how do you feel about a metaverse for kids? So I want to start off by saying
0: I watched a really fascinating video essay uh, about a week ago um, about the history of children's programming on TV and i learned so much and it explained so much about um how i grew up watching cartoons and saturday morning cartoons um, or nickelodeon and and things like that um and the weird stuff that would happen where i'd be like why why is there a baseball game playing right now and like i learned a lot about syndication and the different like local um channels that had the Mm. syndication rights to a lot of the saturday morning cartoons but if the giants were playing that day guess what i'm not getting my cartoons um but what i learned that was really fascinating was um the this balance where um if you played a certain amount of children's programming back to back um you would you were required to have at least a certain amount to balance out that is educational programming and that's why things like nick at night or not nick at night uh, nick news would happen Mm every sunday um and as a kid you're like what the fuck is this why are we doing this shit you know but um it makes sense and it's because adults (laughs) and people that were in power were like yo we need to make sure that we're actually adding value to um these these kids programs and Mm. we're not just like riding the kids brains but we're also enticing them to actually want to watch the stuff and engage with it and all of that i kind of feel like this is that stage right now this is them kind of looking at this and being like look the metaverse, whatever it is, is an inevitable future. On top of that, it's uh already going on present, right? With things like Minecraft and um Club Penguin and, and, and other things that we've seen there. It's like there's no getting kids out of this. It's it's gonna happen. So I am hopeful that Lego and Epic partnering, they're starting from the level of like, we gotta figure out some levels of protection, some levels of security that this isn't going to just completely take advantage of kids. Now, mm. is that going to be the case? No. There's going to be a lot of really, really, really bad shit. So that's kind of the, the 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 cons of all of this. But again, it's inevitable. And I do think that um, Epic has done a lot and LEGO especially too, um, to really try to prove that they want to do this right. And I don't think they're going to uh, make all the right choices. But I do believe that they are attempting to come at this from the right way and at the end of the day yeah they're trying to make a lot of money and they're going to make a lot of money yeah. from this um but i i would rather groups in control that are trying to make a lot of money while also maintaining that they need to kind of like protect children's rights and safety uh yeah. um, that's the utmost
1: yeah i'm not 100 percent sure the metaverse is inevitable yet and the reason I say that is because there's too many people trying to be stakeholders in it, and it feels too scattered and it feels too disjointed. It doesn't feel unified as an approach. Everyone has their own metaverse now, and it feels more like people, it feels like more like companies are creating the modern version of GeoCities than the modern version of the internet. And I feel like it's not going to be, it's going to be a long time before. Um we get to a situation where we have something a little more unified that feels usable to everyone. I think that it's definitely interesting as a prospect. I'm not a hundred percent sure I'm keen on it just yet, mainly because some of the safety measures on the current internet are not good enough. Like uh people, you know, there's there's regulatory bodies that exist that don't understand modern internet and and are, aren't able to draft laws or you know, practices or or any sort of like uh, systems to to kind of look after people on the internet as it currently exists the fact that they were creating this more immersive version of the of the that people are trying to create more immersive versions of the internet it's just i feel like uh, maybe i'm being overly skeptical but i think it's going to be a hot mess for a long long time and it's going to be a real cheap and real crap for a yeah. long long time
0: yeah totally I, I guess I look at it differently where um when I say that I think the metaverse is inevitable it's like I don't necessarily think it's going to be what everyone's pitching as this unified thing mm. that every, everyone's connected I think of it more as like the metaverse is just what we've been doing for the last 20 years in video games and on the internet but now people are trying to rebrand it and make it a thing when all it is is communities on the internet right it is just yeah. groups of people together and they're trying to come up with monetization strategies and all that but like you know st- Myspace had metaverse elements to it, right? Yeah. Like any anytime we've ever made an avatar, there's metaverse elements. And where'd that start? Video games, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I just feel like it's putting a different coat of paint on, on the, what, what game is this? Yeah. What <laughs> is this? What Toon the hell Town, is this? Bro? What the fuck? Toontown? I'm just out on that. What game is this? Fucking yeah, OG metaverse game right there. I was just, I was just <laughs> throwing a bunch of metaverses. Like, you know, Toontown, Club Penguin, yeah, mm-hmm. Minecraft, which is essentially just a Lego video game, which is why I always think it's funny when Lego's like, "We we need to make our own metaverse." It's like, yeah, but that's Minecraft.
1: What did we? What did we have that was similar to that? I can't even remember. Well, I mean, I- the thing is, you gotta go back to this tab
0: when we what we had was aol chat rooms that's what it was oh right? yeah that was our metaverse like it it was the beginnings of the internet and that was people connecting for the first time now it's like every every single person in the world has some form of social media out there so it's like that we just kind of think of it as normal we don't think of it as meta, but it's like yeah. that's just where we're at now
1: chat rooms and wow and that kind of stuff man people verse yeah, man, that makes me feel old. My memories of that are so, so far away. But if I wanted <laughs> to know what's coming out to Mama Grub Shops today, Tim, where would I look?
0: The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny Games Daily show host each and every weekday. <laughs> That was a great segue. Fantastic.
1: Fantastic. Oh, do 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 do
2: do Yeah, uh, yeah. I forgot you didn't do the tingle. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: out today we have BB and Tina. New adventures with horses. That is very, very suspicious. New adventures with horses. No, we just want to stick to the old adventures with horses. <laughs> Let's try to do new things with horses, okay? That's coming to Switch. Car- cars puzzle game, not the cars puzzle game. It just seems to be a puzzle games involving cars. Funny car and trucks preschool jigsaw education learning puzzle games for babies, kids, and toddlers for Switch. You're into that. Uh, Chinatown Detective Agency for Xbox One, Switch, PC. That's also on Game Pass, I believe. Um, very cool. Chrono Cross: The Radical Dreamers Edition, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC. The uh, sequel, the divisive sequel to Chrono Trigger and the first time released outside of Japan, Radical Dreamer's text-based um, kind of interstitial between those two games. Worth checking out. Uh, Eschatos, Eschatos for PS4. Floating Farmer for Switch. Seems like it's not very what? conducive to farming <laughs> if you're just floating constantly. <laughs> uh, the next game, I assure you, is not made by me uh, called Forgive Me, Father for PC. Uh, Godfall Ultimate Edition by Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One and PC. Happy's Humble Burger Farm for Switch, not at all related to Happy Hogan from the Marvel Universe despite his uh, farmer. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Janitor Bleeds for Xbox One and PC, which sounds real shit for that janitor. Uh Combinera for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC. MokoKo X Switch and PC. Uh, radioactive dwarfs, evil from the sewers <laughs> for Switch. Cool. Uh Red, White, Yellow Zinger for Switch. Uh Road Maintenance Simulator for PS4, PS4, Xbox uh, Series X and S and Xbox One and PC. I'm kind of intrigued by that. <laughs> uh, Sherlock Holmes, the Devil's Daughter for Switch. Slipstream for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Spingram for Switch. The House of the Dead remake for Switch. Ooh um the last friends for switch traditional braves for switch whiskey and zombies bad combo for xbox one uh, new dates rogue legacy 2 is coming to pc xbox one series x and s on april 28th and mario golf is coming to uh, nintendo switch for nintendo switch uh online and expansion pack members on april 15th yeah. I am yeah, excited, man. I also,
0: I, I'm most excited about the N64 catalog, just kind of like getting just a little bit more robust. Like, can we just get there? You know, yeah. it's such a slow, slow little crawl. Although I will say it seems like the N64 side of stuff has been more exciting than the NES or Super Nintendo, um, where... Every month they have been delivering bangers. And I do think that it's kind of a fun thing to look forward to. And I think it'll incentivize me to play more games for a little bit longer than I would
1: have had if mm. they had just dropped all of them at once. Yeah, so. for sure. I'm just waiting for Pokemon Stadium, which I know is going to be an absolute nightmare to play, but I still yeah. want to play
2: it. Um, Those mini games, Lickitung, yeah. man.
1: And lick at that. Oh my God, the sushi one. Oh, oh, so, God, good. Yeah. so good. So <laughs> good uh big deal today uh following off from the rogue legacy 2 news rogue legacy 1 is free on epic game store for a limited time you can go there between april 7th um which is today and april 13th which is quite a limited window and download it for no monies um which is great uh looking at if there's any reader mail um can uh, send right into patreon.com forward so slash kind of funny games where you can get your question read on the show. It doesn't look like we have any reader mail, um, which is fine. Nobody has any questions, That's cool. Don't worry about it. It's all it. It's all, it's all everybody Gucci. already
0: knows everything, you yeah.
1: know. Yeah, exactly. Um, and now let's check out You're Wrong. We got a couple in here, which is one from Kebabs who says Mankind Divide is technically the third game in the day. I know that. Kebabs, you think I'm stupid? You think I was born yesterday? Um, fifth, if you count the OG sequel to the first game and the mobile games released after Human Revolution, original Deus Ex, the goat, the goat. Um, Kebabs also said, just realized I spelt Deus Ex wrong. So he, you're wronged himself, which is great. Um, uh, Anakin uh, JMT says Larry Herb's name, according to him, is pronounced like Herb, with the H sound, not with a silent H like the Resident Evil item. Uh, herb. That's an American thing. It's Herb. Um, Hardlfund says, Tam, if you're leading a battalion against the metaverse, I pledge my loyalty and will give my life. Great. Uh, I will come knocking very, very soon for your life. Um, Tomorrow's hosts are uh, Bless and Andy. Um, If you're watching live on Twitch, after this, you've got the Kinda Funny Morning Show and then into Fortnite. And if you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to YouTube.com forward slash Kinda Funny Plays. Mm-hmm remember this has been kind of funny games daily where each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv forward slash kind of funny games we run you through all the hottest news of the day that you absolutely need to know we've got a patreon post show right now for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com forward slash kind of funny games so stick around for that otherwise until next time laugh and grow fat